Hi, my name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the Victim to Victory podcast series. Today we are talking about schoolyard bullying. I have my daughter Abby and her friend Bailey here today and we're going to be talking very raw and real about schoolyard bullying and bullying is a behaviour that aims to embarrass, threaten or intimidate another person. A lot of us have been through schoolyard bullying and it's distressing to everyone but we can stop it. So I'm hoping to bring to light today some details about how it is affecting our children at their schools, whether it's primary or high schools, and there is adult bullying as well. So bullying is hurtful, it's aggressive, and it's repeated behaviour that aims to embarrass, threaten, or intimidate another person. So bullying can be carried out by an individual or a group towards one or more persons, and it is a, it's a very complex social uh, problem that can occur in environments such as schools. So both of these girls are in high school and researchers do agree from some research that I've been doing about schoolyard bullying as well, that there are five key features to a bullying behaviour. Number one, the person or people who engage in bullying behaviour intend to inflict harm or fear upon the target. Abby, do you know people in your school that are bullying or have bullying behaviours like point number one here? Yes, yes, I know tons of people who bully people in my school. Do you? And Bailey? Um, yeah, I know a bunch of people as well. And how does that make you guys feel? Annoyed. Annoyed? Annoyed that people have to try and take out the day to hurt other people's feelings. And if you were seeing somebody being bullied, are you more inclined to stick up for the person being bullied or do you just walk past and don't want to get involved? Um, I would probably try and get myself involved to stop the bullying. And how would you do that? I honestly have no idea. So if you see somebody in the schoolyard that is being verbally abused, being called names or put down, what would you say or do to step in to help that person out if you can clearly see that they're crying, they're distressed, they may be calling for help, you can see that it's affecting them? Why, why are you taking time out of your day to put down other people's feelings just to make you feel good about yourself? What's the point? Is that what you'd say to the person doing the bullying? And then yeah, then I would probably tell them to stop like, and stuff like that. And then I'll comfort the person getting bullied. And comfort the person being bullied. That's um, very good. Now, number two point is aggression towards the target occurs repeatedly. Number three point is the target child or young person doesn't provoke bullying behaviour by using verbal or physical aggression. So can you share a story of where you have been bullied at school? What happened? What was said? How did it make you feel? And where did you get help if you got help, Bailey? Um, I got bullied all through primary school, so it's hard to choose one specific time. But I don't remember specifically what they said because it was in year six, but I remember how it felt. They were saying, I remember we were coming back from music 
um, they were saying a bunch of horrible things to me and it was getting like to the point where I couldn't take it and I screamed at, I like, exploded and I screamed at them to leave me alone. I threw my pencil case and ran to the toilet and started crying. And did you go to a teacher or did you go to an adult for help? Um, my teacher watched, my teacher saw the end of it where they were, um, started to call me names and stuff like that and then when I ran and she got one of the more kind people in the class who helps everyone to come and try and help me calm down. And that's a big burden. So if you're one of those people in the classroom that always defends others, you're a really good friend to everybody, it's not as though it's a burden, but that's a big responsibility to be that kind of person as well, isn't it? That's always helping solve other problems, um, especially being so young at high school. Uh, Abby, can you share an experience where you've been bullied at school and how has it affected you? Has it, and obviously Bailey with yours, it stayed with you, it still affects you, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the hurt goes on for years, doesn't it? Yeah. Abby, what's a, a bullying experience you'd like to share today? Well, I have one and it's, it happened like last year, year eight. Yeah, so yeah, last year. It was by this person that I don't even know what I did to them, but they would remind me every day that I'm not worth it. They would bully me, and then some days they will tell me to kill myself, and that really got to me. So I screamed at them, just, and I got mad. But then I went to see um, the, I think it's the deputy prince? I don't know, that the person who takes care of it all. And then, yeah, they offered me um, good places to get my what do you call it counseling counseling yeah and that's where i'm going to cope with it so we are going to be taking you to counseling abby because i think it's really important especially as parents that your teenagers and primary school kids can come to you and you're approachable that they can actually have open communication with you if they're struggling at school if they're being bullied at school if they're being told that um, you know I'll oh, go kill yourself okay um, like my daughter Abby has been told numerous times by this bully go kill yourself go kill yourself and she'd been um, and I had her permission to share this before we went on, on air. And she was going into a room, she was crying and crying and crying, anxiety and depression because of it. And as parents, we obviously love and care for our children and we have a social responsibility and a responsibility to the community and most importantly, a responsibility to our, to our daughters or sons to go and get that help as well. So. Being in communication with the school, being in communication with counsellors and therapists, and I really applaud Abby for coming forward. And as a parent, I applaud myself as well for being open and, and approachable. That she could come to me and say, "Mum, I'm struggling. This person keeps telling me to kill kill myself," and it clearly upset her. She was anxious and depressed and crying. Um, we got the school involved. And we're all working together to provide a solution. And it's not an overnight solution. These kind of words stay with you. And just at the point where Abby started getting better, um, it started again and she went backwards. And thank you very much for letting me share that experience because we haven't uh, started counselling yet. We start that at the end of the month. But how is that affecting you now? How's the... How is knowing that you're going to be going to counselling for bullying because people have been telling you to kill yourself? 
I'm going through my anxiety and all that, and I, may, I hope I get better and um, get actual help. That's it. And do you think um, counselling is something that a lot of your friends do because of bullying at school? What do you mean by what most of my friends do? Do some of the other kids at school have counselling or therapy or see somebody about the bullying? Or do you think it's something in the schoolyard that you don't tell your parents and you just keep it to yourself? What do these girls think? Might be a bit of both depending on if the person's open or not. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It depends on their relationship with their parents most likely. Yeah, so it depends on the relationship with their parents. Because bullying tends to occur in... Um, familiar social groups as well that's one of the points and we'll share the link to beyond blue because i think this is a really really important topic and um, number five tip was the person engaging in the bullying behavior is usually more powerful either in reality or perception than the person they're targeting the power may be for example social physical or age related so you know can you girls tell me what your definition of bullying is, Abby? Can, the, can Bailey go first? Bailey. Um, um, recurring hateful comments or actions toward a person. Exactly. And you can identify that. So you girls are 13 and 14, right? So you girls can identify when someone's a bully or if somebody's just made a passing comment that isn't relevant and you know that it's it's a passing comment but if you're being picked on constantly then that is a form of bullying isn't it and abby how would you define bullying the way bailey did the way bailey did okay so let me tell you what bullying isn't bullying isn't behaviors that don't constitute bullying Okay, these are the behaviours that don't const constitute bullying. Mutual arguments and disagreements where there's no power imbalance. What bullying isn't is not liking someone or a single act of social rejection. One single act of social rejection. Now let me use an example. You're in the school playground, somebody picks up a basketball, some people are playing basketball, on the one occasion that you go up and say, can I join in, and they say no, okay? That is not a form of bullying. That's just, you know, you're not being included. One-off acts of meanness and nastiness and isolated incidents of aggression, intimidation, or violence. To effectively respond to bullying at a whole school level, it's important that staff, so the staff at your school, um, have an agreed definition that's understood and applied consistently. And you know what, girls? I think that schoolyard bullying in my day hasn't really changed from what you guys tell me about schoolyard bullying today. What has changed is bullying has moved to a social space on your Twitter, on your Instagram, on your Snapchat, on your Facebook. So it's cyberbullying. Do they teach you about cyberbullying at school? Um, they do, but it's like sort of just like one. Like they do, but it's not like not a big much. thing. Not not a not a big thing. Yeah. Would you see cyberbullying as a form of 
of bullying. Would yeah. you see it as that? Um, I experienced it and it makes me feel the exact same way yeah. as bullying. But some people do cyberbullying because they're too scared to say it to the actual person's face. They feel more confident online. So what you're saying is more people feel more confident online to bully somebody than face to face. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that's right? No. Definitely not. Definitely not right. So if somebody was to cyber bully you on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, what would you do? Um, well, when, I, when it first happened, I showed my mum and she um, commented back on their comments saying how what they said wasn't right. And then once they, she had noticed that they would have seen it, she blocked them. Yep. So sometimes it's not worth getting in the argument, is it? Sometimes do you think if someone's bullying you and they could be using hurtful words like go kill yourself or you're ugly, it could be repetitive because that's what bullying is, they could be sharing with other people, you know, maybe um, sharing a picture of you and saying, oh, this person sucks, stuff like that. Okay, so that's all a form of cyberbullying. Do you girls think, now what's your opinion? Because I really want to see what these teenagers think about this bullying thing. When it's on social media, do you feel like you want to get on there and be a keyboard warrior as well and defend yourself? Or do you just think, block? Um, and not give them another thought? Not let them use any bullying power over you? What are your thoughts? If it's toward me, I will normally just tell them what they said isn't right and then try and ignore it. But if it's toward one of my friends, I'll get overprotective and I'll start trying to defend my friend because normally my friends would start crying and getting emotional over it. But is it worth the argument? That's what I want to ask you, girls. Uh, is it worth the argument? Or is it better just to go, you're an idiot, you're a bully, I'm not going to give you my valuable time because it doesn't matter how much you argue with them, does it? They're still going to be the same. So you just block them and release them. I put them in their place. Do you put them in she their does. place? She does. I yell at them. Not literally, she just messages a lot. I message them like a really long paragraph saying, what of the words or actions you did to this person made them kill themselves? How bad would you feel because you made someone kill themselves because of what you said? And what do people normally say? Well, normally, because that was one when I was friends with someone else, but we're not friends anymore because of reasons. But um, they were starting to realise that if that person did kill themselves because they were close to over what they said, then they'll be like, oh, I didn't do that. Oh, that was their fault, not mine. They're looking for attention now. Still probably bully the person afterwards. They died. You know what? I think you have hit on a very important thing because as an adult, we tend to just block and release and just go, oh, idiot, move, move on. And Bailey said she wouldn't defend herself, but she'd defend her friends. What you're saying is if somebody's yeah you defend yourself and you defend your friends and you've brought it to their attention you've brought it to the bully's attention you've said hey hey mister hey missus you have just told somebody to kill themselves how would you actually feel if that person did it's like wake up get back into reality like why are you trying to make yourself feel better by getting trying trying to make other people feel bad about themselves they could be struggling with enough already but like what's what's good what good is coming out of it 
So do you think that people are just getting satisfaction by being trolls, spreading all this bad behaviour and bullying and threats and verbal abuse online because, you know, they're probably hiding behind their keyboard. Do you think that they actually get some kind of satisfaction out of that? Well, probably, they probably find the person defending themselves funny and like, oh, they wouldn't actually do that. But m most people, like, consider it and some people go through with it and it's horrible. And but some people try to. Yeah, well, there's been lots of, um, lots and lots and lots of people who have killed themselves because of somebody's online have told them, uh, been bullied, cyber bullied, and then gone on to kill themselves. Primary school and high school kids. There was one girl who was bullied so bad, I read about her on the news, even after she killed herself, the bully still bullied her. Yeah, and that's very sad. So, when, when do you know it is enough? And when do you know that trying to defend that person who's being bullied or when do you know when to actually step away from that conversation and say this conversation isn't going anywhere this person doesn't care if that that person kills themselves or harms themselves or has mental health issues because we never know what somebody else is dealing with in in out in the world do we we never ever know you know you could be talking to somebody and they could have mental health issues for example and that one cyber bully gets on there and goes go kill yourself you're worthless and that could just be enough to tip them over the edge and they don't and they don't care they're typing it as though they don't care aren't they um at my old school there was this one kid who had autism i'm not naming him but everyone knew it and they still bullied him for it and it was horrible he would go around crying and i was one of the very few people that he depended on to calm down and good for you bailey you should be very proud of yourself for that because i think we all have to take a stand we all have to stick up for the underdog we never ever know what people are dealing with and sometimes we don't feel like stepping in. Sometimes we don't like to use our voice. Sometimes we don't want to find that inner courage and stand up for someone because then we think that the attack will be targeted on us because we, we stood up for someone else. But more than ever in today's world, we need to stand up and say, this is wrong. We're not going to tolerate it. What you're doing is bad you need to go and get some help because you're a bully and then tell the appropriate per people whether that be a teacher a parent a sister a brother an auntie an uncle uh, if you're in church it could be your pastor or minister you need or a, go and see a counselor okay but if you're a teenager would you advise going to your parents if you can if you have a close enough relationship with your parents, I would say go to your parents because normally they do help. But I do understand that some people don't have that relationship and they can't. And if not, when they go to someone you trust. Yes. Like a good friend. Or a family member. Okay. Or even your dog. <laughs> or even your dog. <laughs> I love that. Our dog Piper. So when we're talking about bullying, I know that both of you have experienced bullying and thank you very much for sharing that with us today. What advice would you give to, say, other kids in primary school or high school? What advice would you give them if they are actually being bullied and they feel like they've got nowhere to turn? What advice would you give them? Can you go first? 
Well, if they're getting bullied and they're getting, uh, too, if they're getting bullied and they're told to kill yourself, don't kill yourself. You matter. You're worth so much. You're perfect. Don't listen to them. You have a life. You're put here for a reason. Your mum spent nine months making you. Don't let. Don't know. You made it this far. I'm proud of you. Okay. I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you. You're doing great. Keep going. And secondly, maybe what was the question again? I forgot. What would, what would what's the message? <laughs> what's the advice? <laughs> Don't listen to them. They're probably just jealous of how amazing you are. And they just want to feel good about themselves by trying to. But don't listen to them. Don't it's listen not. to them. They're idiots. But that's easier said than done for some people, especially if they're struggling in a few other areas. That's easier said than done. We all want to say, don't listen to them, ignore them, move on. I know they're, they're really good words that a lot of us parents say, oh, don't listen to them, just ignore them and move on, because that's what we do as adults. One thing, how can you ignore it when it's already been said? Mm. What advice would you give Bailey? Um, definitely either talk to someone you really trust about it because talking can sometimes help get out some emotions and even just letting your emotions out and crying helps because that lets your emotions out and you're able to then calm yourself down and you've cried about it. And I, I always used to just go home and cry and after that, I was able to calm down, talk to my mum, and I was fine. Now, are there teenage um, crisis care numbers and things like that? Would you know what they are? And we'll pop the link in here for any teenagers or children that are experiencing any kind of crisis, any kind of bullying, any kind of hardships. She knows them. There's a lifeline number, 131114. Mm -hmm. That's, it's open 24 hours. Great. So if you haven't got a parent that you can talk to, you can ring Lifeline and you can be anonymous. Yes. Yes, Abby, what would you like to say? Just don't bottle up your emotions. It makes things worse. And not being okay is okay. Crying is okay. Just Yeah, that's, that's why I said cry because it helps you not bottle up your emotions because when you bottle them up, they get stronger. Or anything not okay is bottling up your emotions. Try and let it out somehow. Just don't hurt yourself because if you do, you'll probably get addicted to it and keep on going. That's right. Another way is even tr if you are the type of person who gets angry at those sorts of things, punch a pillow. Mm. And and what would you say so to the bullies? To what would you say to the bullies? I strongly look, look at the camera and tell the bullies straight. What do you think of them? What harm are they doing? Can I say hate? Yes, you can. I hate you. And ha hate's a powerful word. But what, what message do you want to tell the bullies? Why are you making people feel bad about themselves to make you feel so good about yourself? What's the point? What if you're just sitting there behind a screen telling someone to kill themselves and a day later you find out they have? And then you're probably going to act the victim in that situation. Why? What, what good's going to come out of it? Why would you... Bailey, what, um, what, would, you tell the, what would you tell a bully? I think what, the, what you're doing is disgusting and you should think about how you would feel if you felt pressured in that situation and having those things said to you. And think about if you already had horrible things going on at home and you were already depressed and someone's just going along telling you to kill yourself. How would you feel? Because that's some people's situations. And how would you feel if they actually did go and kill themselves? Exactly. I would really like to thank you girls for your time today. You've been very brave for sharing what you've been through in schoolyard bullying. 
Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Bailey. I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your honesty. And I know a lot of teenagers will connect with you. And I know that you have probably given hope and made a lot of teenagers not feel alone. And we will actually post some links to Lifeline and Beyond Blue. And if you are experiencing schoolyard bullying, any kind of bullying, cyberbullying, reach out to somebody, get help, call a Lifeline. And I want everybody to step into their power and find their voice. Thank you very much.